Okay, we'll do the uh, Sefer HaMitzvahs. This is the uh, prohibition number 46. And this is the warning that we have been warned not to live in the land of Egypt. And the reason is so that we should not learn from their denial of Hashem. And we should also not conduct ourselves as they are their degraded customs uh, from the Torah's perspective from the Torah's perspective we find in the Torah we find actually that the Torah refers to uh, Egypt as a place which was really full of abominations and it was a very uh, degraded place in general by all levels it was uh, uh, a very low moral and uh, on a very uh, not good place. So, the Shem specifically says about Egypt not to live there. This is based on the Posik in the Varim, Perik Yudzai, in Posik Tezain. The Torah says, Lo tosifun lashuv oid. You shall no longer return on this route again further. That is talking about the route that they came from Egypt, so don't go on that route, I mean going backwards, don't go on that road again, just stay uh, where you are, not to go back to Egypt. Actually, the prohibition against this has been duplicated three times, we find, in the Torah. Uh, we find that the, our sages tell us that in three places, the Torah has warned the Jewish people not to go back to Egypt. And it says that in three times they did go back, they didn't listen, and in all three times they were punished. It's interesting to see, you see, the Rambam himself lived in Egypt. We'll see in a minute. The Rambam himself, we'll see in a minute what the Rambam says at the end. Uh, what are the three places in the Torah where we find the prohibition against living in Egypt? The number one is the one that we just mentioned now from the Pasuk the second time is in Devarim Perik Chofches Posik Samaches over there in the middle of the uh, in Kisove in the middle of the curses over there in which uh, the Moshe Rabbeinu is rebuking them so in verse 28 in Devarim in chapter 28 verse 68 it says on the road that I have told you you shall not see it any further. No, see, don't see that road again. Basically, that means don't see that road means don't go back, don't go back to Egypt. Vashlishi, there's a third one is, that's in the Pasuk in Shemois Yudalid, Pasuk Yud Gimel. That's in Shemois, the 13, chapter 13, verse, chapter 14, verse 13. Over there, the verse says, after the Jews were afraid, the Egyptians were chasing them, so it says like this, Ki Isim, as you've seen the Egyptians today, don't be afraid, you will never see them again. So the fact that it says you will never see them again is taught as a prohibition against seeing them again. So although the Rambam writes here that even though the simple meaning of the verse is 
It's a story. Hashem is just telling them. It's not a command that don't go see them. He's telling them, just like you see them today, you will not see them ever again. But it wasn't a command not to see them ever again. Yet the Rambam said, by tradition, we have the uh, accepted, we know by tradition, that there is, is a prohibition. Already in the Gemara, in Sukkah, in the end of the tractate Sukkah, it says that even Alexandria is part of the land which is prohibited to be living there. And we know actually that Alexandria was had, the Talmud describes that what a huge population it had of Jewish people and the synagogue over there and how they would have to raise a cloth to say Amen because people could not hear the chazan, you know, because it was such a large shul. So they had to show them what to say Amen and what to say, how to respond because they didn't know because they couldn't hear. That's how huge the shul, the congregation was over there. So that's, uh, so he says, that's called, that's Alexandria of, 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 of Egypt. How do we measure the waters of Alexandria? So he says, you take a piece of land, of, which is uh, 400 parses long, 400 parses wide, and that is considered, uh, no, actually, I'm sorry, from the water of Alexandria, from that edge, you measure 400 length, 400 wide, that is the size of the land of Mitzrayim, which we are prohibited to live in. However, the prohibition only applies for living there, for permanent residence. But if somebody just wants to do some business or passing through on the route to another land, matter of fact, the people that used to come, like the Rebbe, when he went, the previous Rebbe, when he visited uh, Israel, uh, he went through the boat uh, anchored in Alexandria of Egypt and had a train that took him uh, later on to Israel when he visited the Morris and Machpelah. So it is permissible to go to Egypt to just to go as a staging point to go to an, another point. Specifically, the Rebbe says, it says very clearly in the Jerusalem Talmud that the Yeshiva you're not allowed to go back to settle there. But you are permitted to go back for business purposes, uh, doing, uh, doing business or merchandise, or to conquer the land. You know, we conquered the entire Sinai Peninsula. Uh, I'm not sure if that was ever, that's probably not their land in the first place, I'm not sure. That's another issue. But the bottom line is, uh, Egypt is prohibited to uh, live there as a place, but not not a, um, uh, not just to pass by. Now, I mean, we talk about the Rambam and things like that. I mean, a lot of people didn't listen to the Rambam said, and they did go back, and uh, they were punished for that, and you know, Maybe his parents, or whatever it was, or some generations. Uh, I guess you know when there was persecution, uh, people were just fleeing for whatever to safety. That's, that's a different story. Okay, we're doing in the Sefer Hamitzvahs the prohibition number fifty-six. So the Rambam brings down Hamitzvah Hanunvov. What is the fifty-sixth mitzvah? This is the warning that we've been warned not to call for peace to 
Amoin and Moiv, the nations of Av and Moiv forever. We can never make peace with them. To uh, that is meaning of it is that Hashem instructed us that when we are putting cities under siege, we send people before the war to offer them to subdue themselves, and we ask them to meet us and make peace with us. If they willingly give the city us to us over, then it is prohibited to us to wage war against them and to kill them. As we explained in the positive mitzvah 190 of the mitzvah saseh. But this does not apply. This exception is Amen Amoyev. Over there we don't apply this law. Over there Hashem has warned us not to introduce peace to them. And we should not ask them to subdue themselves. And this is what Hashem says, Omri Yisale, in the Pasuk in Devarim, Chav Gimel Zayin, Deuteronomy 23, 7. Don't seek their peace and their goodness. What does this mean? This is what the Sifri writes. Since the Pasuk says, in Devarim Chav Yud, that when you come close to a city to wage war, you must first call to it for peace. You have to first give them a chance for peace. So so you might think, when we talk about Amin and Moyov, we should also call them for peace. Therefore the Pasuk says, No, don't seek their peace and their goodness. No, no, don't ask them. Because there's another verse in Dvarim Chav Gimel. So th- this is mainly there to make peace with them. But this also says so because there's another Pasuk, it says that when a stranger is with you, it says that you should in Dvarim Chav Gimel that you're not allowed to discriminate or do bad against him. Um, so you might think that here is the same thing. So that's why the Passover that no, no, that does not apply to the Amin Amoyev. It doesn't apply. We don't have to seek seek their goodness or their or their uh, 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 peace with them. It talks about an Evid about a servant, he runs away from his master, but the Pasuk says you got to treat him fairly, but over here, does not apply to the Amun and Moiv. With the prohibitions in the book of mitzvahs, Sefer HaMitzvahs, this is prohibition number 57. The mitzvah nun zayin, the 57th prohibition. This is a warning that we've been warned against cutting off trees that produce fruit. When we put a city under siege, in order to try to get the people to surrender, to make them uh, pain them and to cause them stress, we're not allowed to do that. We can't cut down the fruit trees. This is based on Yisale, when Hashem speaks and sends in the Torah, in Devarim Perichov Pasukites, Loi Sashchis says Eitzav Oisoi Loi Sichros. 
not to destroy the the tree, you cannot cut it off. Actually, the Rambam continues that any type of this just destruction to destroy something is included in this prohibition. As for example, if a person should just take a garment and just burn it, something of valuable, for in, way, in vain, for no purpose, or will break a vessel for no purpose, you know, a good vessel, something which is of value, he would be violating the prohibition of loy sashchis, of not to destroy, and he would get lashes. In the end of the tractate Makris, it's explained that one who cuts good trees would get lashes. But this is not even talking about war, it's just talking about just for destruction. They said that the, uh, where do we know this, that where is the warning? Where does the Torah say not to uh, destroy trees? From this passage. It says, You eat from it, you should not cut it down. The dinim, the details of this law, have been articulated in the second chapter in the tractate Baba Basra. Now we'll do the Sefer HaMitzvah, we'll do the positive mitzvah 190. Well, this is the command that we were commanded when we wage war against the other nations outside of the seven nations of Israel. The other na- the nations of Israel, we learned, uh, them you must destroy. You're not allowed to allow them uh, to live or to make any covenant with them, a peace treaty with them, you're not allowed to. But all the other nations, it's called a war of an option, which means Mohammed HaRishos, which means you don't have to wage war against them, the people that lived in Israel, those were required to chase them out. You have to kill them or chase them out if they run away. But you can't make a pact with them. But here we're talking the mitzvah kufzadik, the positive mitzvah 190, is the command that we were commanded about the war with the other nations, which is called the Milchemes Rishus, an optional war. It's a war that is undertaking not as a mitzvah, but as an option. Uh, so what were we commanded? that if we do wage war with them, we can form a covenant for their lives alone. In other words, we don't have to destroy them. We can make a pact. We can let them lives live. However, if they make peace with us, they give the land over to us, so then we are going to place upon them taxes and servitude. This is what the verse says in Devarim Chof Yudalef, in Deuteronomy 2011, that they shall be, if they want to make peace with you, they shall be paying taxes to you, and they shall serve you. The language of the Sifri, it says over there, Amru, the sages said, that we can accept if the uh, nations, the, the Gentiles, they say we are ready to accept to pay taxes, but not servitude, not service or shibud, or service uh, but not taxes we don't listen to them, they must accept both, they must accept to pay taxes, and also to serve in the army, you mean? no, no, no. in the army, no no, and that is 
I mean, th- these are just the headlines. You have to read all the halachas. So like you go to war with an opposing nation? Yes, the, another so, nation. So to, to, to expand the land of Israel, say. Okay. To go to expand the land of Israel, something like that. And that is, um, what does it mean is that they need to give, what does it mean? It's going to, the Rambam explains what it means. Taxes means that they must give something every year, a set amount, a fee, a set fee, as the king of the time will set. And what is the servant means? That they are going to listen to the orders and they will find themselves in awe Degraded, meaning in a level that they're under his. That means shibu. That means slavery. Slavery means that the king is above them. He's in charge, and they have to listen to him. They are basically they become his subjects, the subjects of the king. But if they don't make peace with us, then we are commanded to kill all the males of the city, uh, young and old and to take all the spoil and all the women. And this is what the Pasuk says in the Varim Perikhov Pasuk Yudbeis If it doesn't make peace with you. This is all the laws of Milchemet Harishut. That's the optional war. The details of this mitzvah have been explained in the 8th chapter of Soita and in the second chapter of Tractate Sanhedrin. Now we're going to do the Sefer HaMitzvah, the positive mitzvah, Kuf Tzadik Beis 192. So the mitzvah is, the Sefer HaMitzvah, Rambam writes, it's the command that we have been commanded, that when we go out, our camps go out to war, we must prepare a road outside of the camp for which people to relieve themselves. People should not relieve themselves just anywhere or in between the tents that they erect as the nations do. This is what the Hashem says, Amri Yisale, the one who said elevated in the Torah, in Devarim, Perek of Gimel Pasikid Gimel, Deuteronomy 23, 13. That you should main you should have a special area outside of the camp and then you must dig up and you relieve yourself there and you cover up what you have relieved yourself. The language of the Sifra is a yod elo mokoim. That when it says yod means a place. You should say yod tiyelecha means there should be a place for you as he brings the verse in Shmuel Aleph, Perik Tazvav, Pasikud Beis, Vihine Meitziv Lo Yod. He placed over him a handle, means a place over there. And this is the mitzvah to have a special place for people to go when they need to relieve themselves, not to just do it within the camps itself. Sefer HaMitzvah is the positive mitzvah 193. So this mitzvah, Kuvzadi Gimel, is the command that if we've been commanded that the digging, the shovels that are necessary to shovel up the earth for the person to relieve themselves, so that should be to relieve and then cover it, uh, so that should be hanging together with the other war uh, ammunition, the other 
uh, war vessels for all the people of the camp so that they can dig with it a place so where they should be able to relieve themselves in the road, in the place that was prepared for that. And you must cover the what you relieve yourself after you finish so that it shall not be visible on top of the ground in the camp and this is the camp of war specifically so this is a specific mitzvah for the war in the place where the camp as the verse says in the beginning of the parsha in Dvarim Chav Gimel Yud uh, 2310 which the, the Pasuk says when a camp uh, goes out to war against your enemies over there we have this special command the language of the command is when Hashem says Omra Yisale in Dvorim Chav Gimel Yudalad it says V'yosed tiyelcho al azeinecha Yosed is a shovel that should be together with you, together with Azeinecha. What is Azeinecha? The language of Sifri ain't Azeinecha, Elamokim Ziyunecha. The Azeinecha means the place where you keep all your other army uh, tools, that they should be there together with your sword, with other things hanging there. should always have a shovel there as well, so that you can use it for the purposes of digging up the ground and then covering it. So when you relieve yourself, it should be covered.